Hello, welcome to the first ever episode of Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. You might recognize us from the the late great demo divas. <laughs> We're so excited to be here. This is such a big passion project for us. Um, I should probably should let Haley introduce herself, but. We're both really into tag team wrestling and we wanted to make a show to really celebrate tag team wrestling and everything it, it can be and everything it should be. So this isn't going to be just a review show. It's not just going to be about matches and so on, but you know, we're just going to take it in stride. We have the world of tag team wrestling is constantly evolving. We're going to talk about all the important things, but also the things that are important to us. So Haley, introduce yourself. Um, yes, I'm Haley. As she said, I am her former co-host with Demo Divas on Fightful Overbooked. Um, I also do other wrestling content. You can find me on Twitter to find all of that. But yeah, I'm just super excited for this. It's a long time coming. Uh, honestly, we've been talking about doing this show for a long, long time. And we just never, we were just never in the right spot to do it, I think. And now mm-hmm. I feel like we're both at a place with you know our experience and sort of our um our confidence in ourselves that we can do this show and do tag team wrestling the justice it deserves that doesn't you know it doesn't often get um speaking of respect it often doesn't get you you watched rampage right yes okay so i feel like there's mixed opinions about this match so aw rampage it was ftr and trent versus aussie open I know I have my own opinions about Aussie Open, but Haley, I need your honest review <laughs> of this match. What were your thoughts? So I also have a very conflicting opinion about this match. I thought that wrestling-wise, it was um, obviously very well put together. I mean, mm-hmm. incredible wrestlers. Um, however, you know, I just feel like with Forbidden Door coming... The build has been a little eh. We don't really have that many matches announced. Um, and I feel like this kind of just like, I mean, it didn't come out of nowhere. I guess there was maybe a little bit of build, especially with um, Trent backstage. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely feel like maybe AEW took on too much trying to do double or nothing and then yeah. Forbidden Door like a month or so after. Uh I'm, I don't like FTR in the spot and that has nothing to do with them, you know, having a match on Forbidden Door or even them wrestling Aussie Open. But I would like to see FTR get some build to a tag title match, whether that's against, um, you know, Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale, who are the IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, whether that's them doing something else. I just... I And we'll talk about this later in the show. I don't understand why FTR isn't involved in the AW World tag title picture. And this match, I think, reflected that. I think of everyone in this match, FTR was the most popular. They're the most over. And it brings up another issue with the build of Forbidden Door. They're introducing people like Ozzy Open, who are by all accounts, you know, a solid group, a solid tag team. But the fans don't necessarily know them. Because not everybody who watches AW watches New Japan. And if you haven't watched New Japan in a long time, then you clearly don't know Aussie Open. And so I think this match really suffered because of that. Yeah. Uh, 
I definitely agree. Um, and I saw a lot of talk online about, um, you know, United Empire as a whole, just kind of um, taking the loss. Um, but I do think that they're going to go over it to pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't really understand why people were saying that they felt like they got buried just because they lost their debut match. I, I think that's a whole other conversation we could have about, like, restaurant yeah. terms being used incorrectly, but... I will... It is a little weird because AW has this focus on tag team wrestling more than any other promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, this match did feel like an afterthought. I feel like FTR feels like an afterthought. And Trent was just kind of there. It was a little strange, mm-hmm. especially considering FTR and Best Friends feuded not that long ago. I don't know what they're doing with Best Friends, but I guess we could talk about that uh, another time. I... I don't know. I feel like with regards to Forbidden Door as a whole, this is not ideal build. We still have no definitive matches. There's, you know, some, it's probably going to be Mox and Tanahashi and it's probably going to be FTR versus someone. But there's so many great tag team matches they could do. The Young Bucks are right there. Yeah. And, you know, Red Dragon's right there. Yeah. And, New Japan isn't, I wouldn't call them tag team centric or tag team heavy or anything like that, but they do have factions. So you could just get tag teams from there. So I don't, this FTR match was good because it's FTR and everyone knows I love them. But I I just, with the run they're having, I don't think this helped them at all. And I don't think, I don't think this helped Will Ospreay at all, which presumably he's going to have a singles match at Forbidden Door. We have our own thoughts about Will Ospreay, but that is that is not relevant to this episode nor this show. <laughs> but the state of the AW tag division is just absurd to me at the, <laughs> where we currently are. Um, I agree. I know we're going to talk about this a little later in the show. We're going to um, preview the ladder match on Dynamite next week. But I agree. Um as a lover of tag team wrestling, and I do love AEW, um, but there are things about the tag division that I'm not, I'm not keen on right now. I'm not a fan. Well, let me ask you this. If they were only going to have one tag team match at Forbidden Door, what, what do you think would be the best AEW versus New Japan sort of representation? I mean, I feel like you have to have the Young Bucks in there somewhere. You have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then I'm like, oh, I love FTR. I'm like, oh, but like, I want FTR to have a match. Like, <laughs> but, but I feel like the most plausible answer is to involve the Young Bucks somehow. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, Young Bucks GOD, probably, you know, the go to, but we've seen that. And I don't know, there's something about Forbidden Door that makes me want dream matches. So, like, FTR versus GOD, that would be... You could headline the show with that. They're not going to because there's world title matches. But you could. Look how well FTR and the Briscoes did for Ring of Honor. We My match of the year so far. That match was so good. Maybe we'll do an episode where we just talk about that match. Honestly, we need to. (laughs) I have so many thoughts and ideas about that match. It's insane. But 
you know, put it on the list. We'll have a list of ideas. Put it on there. <laughs> Got you. I'll do it. But I just, Forbidden Door, to me, well, I've said this, for the, for, it's not going well. And FTR is going to be forgotten about the same way they were for Double or Nothing. And it's just, we're just going to have to learn to live with it. But so on a happier note, I know Haley's excited to talk about this. GCW, the the tag team scene in GCW is a little it's a little odd. You know, you got some characters in there. I'll let Haley take the lead on this discussion. Ooh. GCW, <laughs> I I you know why? Because I want you to pronounce these names. <laughs> we had a whole conversation about how we didn't want to mess this up, and now she's gonna throw it on me, the whitest person in the room. So, um, <laughs> last weekend, GCW ran uh, Tournament of Survival weekend. They had Tournament of Survival on Saturday, and then on Sunday, they ran uh, Cage of Survival, which is the first um, time that they've ever had a cage match. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the card, they had two tag team matches. Um, they had SGC um, and Iron Beast, and then they had uh, um, Los Macisos and Toru and Rina. And yeah, where should we start? Let's start with SGC because I am a big, big SGC fan. They're criminally underrated. They're never in the discussion of like the best tag teams in North America. And I feel like they should be. They're they're at like every GCW show, they're workhorses and they always put on a good match. So I don't really understand where (laughs) where the disconnect is. Yeah, they always bring the chaos. Like, they always get the fans just riled up. Um, and this match in particular, like, they went to absolute war. Uh, I mean, they were throwing tables and chairs at each other's heads. Like, yeah, I don't know. But it was also good to see Iron Beast um, back together in a GCW ring. Um, there was a spot. They did a double-assisted, like, blockbuster. Um, Shane Mercer did it. Um and I just, I just, it was so good. Such a good spot. I loved it. I loved the match. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I could talk I about SGC like, all day. I know. I feel like SGC, I don't know, maybe I'll go through their cage match and look, but I feel like they've never had a bad match. Mm-mm. Like, you never leave their, an SGC match feeling like you got ripped off. And I respect that. And we, I said this earlier, but GCW's tag division is a little odd. Like there's some, you know, hard violent guys like SGC, and then you have, you know, you have you have Bussy, and it's a little strange. It's a variety show in their tag division, but SGC is a staple, and I would, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I would love to see them pop up in, you know, AW just for just for a hot second. Listen, if if Gage can do it, like anything is possible. Like that that was my thought process when Nick Gage uh came in for that Chris Jericho thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, where's SGC? <laughs> like, why not? I would love to see like Matthew Justice just like absolutely annihilate somebody. Like Yeah. And so they're on a great run. Yeah. I, I would say I would say SGC is, you know, they've they're on the fire right now, for sure. Yeah, especially since Hammerstein. Okay. With GCW needed to recover, and I feel like I feel like SGC's really put them on their back and has carried them. Yeah. I I thought this match was really good. Like you said, it was chaotic, but all SGC matches are chaotic and they're all very violent, and that's part of the fun. I feel like uh, if you've ever been to a GCW show, 
and there's an SGC match. It's part of the fun because they could fight anywhere and they could use anything as a weapon. And it's just a great time. And it's tag team wrestling at its finest, but in a different way. Like the teamwork is exceptional and sort of the psychology of the match and the bond that they share. It's clear and it's evident, but it's like, it's a different take on it. It's really interesting to me. And I love how they get the fans involved too. I believe this match, um, I'm going to have to go back and look. I don't remember, but my friend Lauren um, was in the front row and he threw a chair into the ring. So (laughs) that was great. Love that. (laughs) I think I saw that on his Instagram. I think you posted it on Twitter. I didn't see that, but I saw it back and I was like, I love that. Love Lauren. You you could only do that in a GCW show. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you can't do that <laughs> anywhere else. Like and and probably only in an SGC match. So true. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. I hope uh, we see more SGC in the future. I would love yeah. to see. I just love to see them do everything. Um. So this second match, Haley. I need to know your thoughts about it. You don't. You don't have to say. Los Mexicos again. <laughs> well, I won't do it again. Go ahead. But this, but this match, it, it was kind of the exact opposite in that these these guys aren't GCW staples or GCW foundation, GCW pillars, to use a popular term. Uh, but I thought they killed it when I saw this match. Um, I did too, especially because it was in the deathmatch style. I was like, ooh, I don't know how this is going to go, but I... Love this match. Honestly, it was my match of the entire weekend. Um, I thought that both teams brought it. It was my first time seeing either of them uh, live. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I just thought it was incredible. I think Toru and Rina especially are two of the best um, deathmatch wrestlers in Japan right now. So I'm glad that they are kind of getting their flowers, especially in a company like GCW. So I thought it was really interesting to pair them together and put them in this match. Yeah, I definitely think deathmatch wrestling is becoming more popular in, you know, the West. I think yeah. a lot of the stigma has been removed. And, you know, that's due in part to GCW and uh, somewhat CZW. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to see that it's being respected in this way and tag team deathmatch wrestling even more. It's like two of, you know, the ugly stepchildren of wrestling and you put them together and you get magic. And that to me, that's what this match was. I don't think, um, I know some people were saying they thought it was, you know, a little bit too, too much for the crowd. Uh, I disagree. It's GCW, and I've definitely seen worse than GCW. <laughs> if we're being I mean, let's not forget that Tournament of Survival was the night before. <laughs> yeah, I, I've def- definitely seen worse. Um, yeah. I, of course, wasn't there live. I, <laughs> I watched it on my TV. But... I thought the match was great. Uh, I'm not sure how much of these, both of these teams that we'll be seeing in GCW moving forward. I don't know if they're going to be become regulars or, but I think they'd be interesting to have in the tag, you know, division, whatever tag division GCW has. Um, I think there's something special to be said about wrestling that is this violent, but also sort of court, like choreographed in a way. That deathmatch wrestling is. It is an art form. It's, you know, it's not safe. I won't go ahead and say it looks dangerous, but it's safe because it's not. But I think all four of these wrestlers have really mastered the art of 
making everything look as violent and horrific as possible while keeping themselves as safe as possible. And it did take me a long time to get into deathmatch wrestling. Um, you know, as a kid who grew up in the hardcore era where I watched a lot of hardcore wrestling as a kid, there's some things that I'm fine with, but uh, there's a lot of deathmatch wrestling stuff that I, it took me a long time to get into it. But once you watch a lot of it and you get into the psychology of it and uh, just the entertainment aspect of it, there's a lot to be found there. And there's a lot of artistic value to be found. And you combine that with tag team wrestling, which you also have to think about. It's not going to be, you know, obvious to you at first. And you get matches like this. And, you know, it was your match of the weekend. I think I thought it was probably match of the weekend for GCW. So it was just great. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Los Macisos are um, (laughs) GCW tag champions. Um, So. It was cool to see them back in the ring. And I, no matter the outcome of this match, like it really wouldn't have mattered to me because I think that both teams shined. Um, And at the end of the day, like, I think that's all that they set out to do. So, yeah. And they sent the fans home happy. So it was a great match. I loved it. Yeah. Tag team wrestling done right, regardless of, you know, the style or the circumstance. I think fans really do enjoy it. And I know there's a lot of critics out there who say that tag team wrestling has to look a certain way or, you know, uh, wrestlers have to act a certain way. And I don't think that's true. I think when you bend the rules a little bit, like in deathmatch wrestling, you bend them a lot. But when you bend the rules, you can really make something that's very interesting. And I think the GCW crowd is unique and special in that they just accept everything. <laughs> it just, they, they really like, do. Like, they roll with it. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you there were like some things that like would happen and I'd be like huh that was interesting and then like everybody next to me would be like yeah and I'm like yeah like I just feed off the crowd like I just went with it like <laughs> yeah it, it's it. so I love it's, GCW crowds they're the best I, I don't think I've ever been in a bad GCW crowd yeah. e- even even at the Grand Sports Arena in Hoffman Estates Illinois which if you know you know that arena was horrible even then, when everyone's, you know, sweaty and dehydrated and agitated, they're still so into the show and so into the wrestlers. And uh, GCW is really on a hot streak now. And I love that tag team wrestling is becoming more and more of a priority for them. And a lot of their top stars are becoming involved in tag teams and tag team matches. And it really just, it's it's beneficial for us, of course, because of our show. But I also feel like... Um, Tag team wrestling is no longer a trend. I think the work of a lot of great tag teams like the Briscoes and the Bucks at FTR over the last couple decades has really shown that tag team wrestling is here to stay. And GCW, you know, picking up on that and prioritizing it, I think it's a good sign. Me too. Any other thoughts on GCW, Haley? I can talk about GCW literally. I know, I know. (laughs) So I'll just cap it as I thought both of these matches were great. I hope that we see more of both teams in GCW in the future. And yeah. I definitely definitely second that. If you haven't seen these matches and you you can stomach deathmatch wrestling or hardcore wrestling, I'd say go check it out. Uh, if you're squeamish, maybe not. Uh, it might not be your cup of tea, but you know, you never know. Go check it out. 
So, as we mentioned earlier, we're going to segue back into AEW because I have a lot of thoughts about this and I don't want to go on a rant. Um, but AEW, uh, the World Tag Team Champions are Jurassic Express, and I have a lot of thoughts about them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're defending their titles in a ladder match on Wednesday. It's going to be Jurassic Express, so Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, versus the Hardys, versus the Young Bucks. So when they announced this match, Haley, I what were your immediate thoughts? <laughs> My immediate thoughts were, why is Jeff Hardy in this match? Is he okay? Is he cleared to do this? because he literally has been complaining about an injury, and I'm just a little nervous, to be honest with you, about Jeff's well-being. Yeah, I was definitely worried, too, because um, we haven't really seen a lot of Jeff Hardy since Devil or Nothing, and now all of a sudden he's just in the ladder match, and, you know, I of course... knowing Jeff Hardy, like, he's going to do some crazy-ass swanton dive onto a table or something. Like, I don't even know. I'm, t- I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you have Jungle Boy there. He can take a lot of the bumps for you. But, like, Jeff Hardy, he's not going to do that. And you can't put Jeff Hardy in a ladder match and not have him deliver. Like, they really... (sighs) The logistics of the match are not favorable (laughs) towards tag team wrestling. You have your, arguably, your three biggest tag teams in a ladder match on a random show i mean you, this isn't even a pay-per-view okay in a couple weeks you have your biggest pay-per-view of the year i'm gonna say and it's a collaboration with new japan and you're just i feel like it's an unnecessary risk and moving to talk about the booking i think there's no logical booking to this i don't think the young bucks or the hardys should be in a title match well the young bucks definitely not but FTR has been ranked number one for exactly. Like, I was going like, to Why aren't they in this match? I don't know. It makes no sense to me, Haley. I just and like it's obvious that like Jurassic is going to retain. However, I don't know how much longer I can like stomach their reign, and I know that's going to sound bad, but like it's been really lackluster, and I don't know. I know I definitely went into it, and like yeah. putting. Putting them in these triple threat matches, like, I realize that at this point, like, their reign's probably coming to an end, especially because of these triple threats that Christian is kind of putting them in, and, you know, Jungle Boy peeped off about it, but, like, can we just, like, speed it up? <laughs> like, Yeah, please. well, I definitely think Swerve and Keith Lee should have beat yeah. them. I, I think they I think they should be the new tag team champions. And I feel like by now we should have been well into our Christian Jungle Boy feud. Yeah. But maybe maybe that's just me. I have no idea. Um, I don't want to see the Young Bucks as champs again. I don't want to see the Hardys as champs yet. I think I think the Hardys need to do something and heal themselves and then come back when they're in a good place. Um, I, but I definitely agree about Jurassic Express. I feel like their reign, while they've had good matches, I don't think they're, they've ever felt legitimate in the way the Young Bucks did. And that's which, horrible to say. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I also feel like they haven't really been positioned that way. Yeah. It's definitely the Young Bucks show. And it's the Young Bucks and now FTR, of course. But it's always been, like, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks and Adam Cole and Red Dragon, that story has sort of 
um, taken over AW, and everything else just feels like an afterthought, which has hurt more than the tag division. It's hurt, you know, the women's division, and I would, I would argue it hurt uh, the world title picture too. But, and I mean, like. It's understandable with, like, Kenny gone and they're, like, putting a pause on things. But, like, drawing it out this long and, like, neglecting other aspects of your company, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, It's just, and part of me, okay, but part of me really wanted Swerve and Lee because I feel like they're very over and they would have, you know, brought some life to to the title picture. But in the Battle Royal on Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. Uh, Swerve turned heel on Lee, and now there's tension there. But that would have been such an interesting story to have with the tag titles. Because we in AW, we haven't really had a world tag title story like that, where the champions are feuding and they're really butting heads. We had Kenny and Hangman, but that was more of a slow build, and then the story really took off after they lost the titles. But I, I think that's a dynamic they haven't really explored. And as Swerve and Lee, as a, like a makeshift tag team, that would have been really interesting to see. And now we're just not going to see it. Well, and I feel like in all of wrestling, like this isn't even just like AEW specific, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times, like they feel like champions have to be champions forever. And like, I just don't feel like that's the case. Like, you know, if you have like a mediocre reign, I feel like it's better to just... <laughs> end it sooner rather than later than drag it out and like I, like you said like I feel like we could just get so many good stories that are just kind of getting thrown to the wayside yeah and it really started with to me with the Lucha Bros yeah uh their reign they had you know a hot start um but I really do feel like towards the end of their reign it was like inevitable like the inevitability of them losing yeah. the titles to Jurassic Express was there yeah. and now I feel like we're just watching every Jurassic Express match being like, oh, is this when they're going to lose the titles? Is this when they're going to lose the titles? And part of that is on the fans because I feel like in AW, every time someone wins a title, people are already fantasy booking how they're going to lose it, which is so annoying. But also, you know, it's not Jurassic Express's fault. I think I hate Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus. I love them. I just feel like we've been simmering this Jungle Boy Christian feud for so long. And now it's just like, we're just waiting. And that's never a good place for champions to be. And they just keep getting thrown into these matches. And I don't know. People are getting sick of it. Like, Yeah. And maybe this Wednesday they'll lose it. I don't want the Young Bucks or the Hardys as champs. But at this point, if it's going to be anyone, I want it to be the Young Bucks. And then we can do something with probably Red Dragon, maybe someone in New Japan. I just want something to happen. Yeah, if and again, good- even if they literally hold it for, like, two weeks. Like, I'm okay with that. Like- I just need something to happen. We're so yeah. stagnant in this division. Yeah. And FTR, like we said, has been ranked number one for weeks. I don't probably four or five weeks. And they haven't gotten a title shot. And granted, they are the Ring of Honor World Tag Champs and their uh, AAA World Tag Champs. And they've been doing a lot of indies, doing dream matches on the indies. I get it. But they placed so much emphasis on the rankings that they changed them so that John Moxley was ranked number one over Wardlow. And to me, denying FTR a spot in this ladder match or a guaranteed you know, match with the winner of the ladder match is a misstep. Especially with how 
you know, popular FTR is, and they're fresh into this babyface run, it it would just be interesting to see something happen there. I don't think it's going to, but but it should. I mean, yeah. I don't. And I de- and I definitely feel like there's a lot of tag teams you could say that for in AW. I feel like the acclaimed should have been legitimate contenders by now. Um, of course, Anthony Bones is now injured. He's out. Um, but when he, you know, was healthy and Max Caster was healthy and, you know, every time their music hits, the crowd goes crazy for them. Even, even without, you know, the ass boys with them back in the day. And I just, they've, they've had, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) they've had like big matches, I guess you would say like main events and like big matches, but they've never gotten a fair shake of things. And there's a, I feel like you could put the Lucha Bros in there. You could put, uh, I would put Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page in there. I'd put Darby and Sting in there. There's a lot of tag teams in. Oh, how could I even forget about Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz? Yeah. I thought, and, honestly, I thought that they were going to be the next champs after this. And then I just feel like they just got down the ladder and I'm like, well. Because I remember I just, we even talked about this. We were like, yeah, they're definitely up next. They're up next. They're up next. <laughs> Why aren't they? That's the I question. Know. I know. But and, you know, I will say I've enjoyed um, Blackpool Combat Club and yeah. the dynamic they have with Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. Um, but th- that's another one. Danielson and Moxley. I feel like they should have been contenders for the tag titles. but For sure. I just... It's definitely the Young Bucks show, and it's and it's a little hypocritical to say because when AW first started, the elite and everyone except all the elite except for Cody, I would say, uh, sort of just took a bunch of losses, and people really hated it. So then they were champs, and the people really loved it, and now they're in a place where they're the best and they're number one and they're everything. But now I'm like, okay, but like that was three years ago, and this is now, and I don't want the Young Bucks. And I know this hurts you, Haley, because you're their number one fan. But I don't need the Young Bucks to be involved in the title picture to think they're important. And it's like the Hardys, they're tag legends, but I don't need them involved in the title picture to think they're important, especially with how, you know, banged up they are. I agree. (sighs) And I feel like at this point, like, both of them, like, both sets of teams, like, their careers are starting to wind down. Like, we don't know how much time either of them have left. And so you need to start establishing other teams in your division. Can't rely on the Hardys for, you know, the nostalgia or whatever you want to do. And you can't rely on the Bucks all the time. Like, you have Mm -hmm. incredible teams that you should be utilizing. I don't know. Yeah, I think I would like to see the House of Black do something big. Um, and I talked about this a little on Twitter, but I think Julia Hart should be the next big title contender. Uh, a lot of people were telling me, oh, she's too new. She's too green, blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Y'all said the same thing about Jaden. Look at her. She gets let her rise in that ring. Yeah. Let her rise to the occasion. This is one of the first big. Yeah, this is one of the first big character changes or like heel turns we've seen from an AW developmental talent. Um, and the, the biggest heel turn in the women's division since Britt Baker, yeah. if we're being honest. And AW has to do something big with that, especially with her being in the House of Black, which is insanely popular. and People love them. And you have Julia Hart, who could be, you know, TBS champ, or I would like her to be world 
champion. She doesn't have to wrestle crazy to be over as champion because she has a whole entourage of stars with her and she'll only get better. And you have Malachi Black, who is in the, what is the title? All Atlantic, All Atlantic thing. Yeah. He, he could win that. And then that leaves you with, you know, Buddy Matthews and Brody King. And they could be tag champs. Oh, imagine that. Why do we have factions where it's like they're not working as a faction? Yeah. <laughs> the only one people who do it is the elite. Yeah. Like, I want a stable that just holds all the gold and like, this. Yes. Couple. Like, I really do. Like, like you said, what's the point of having them if you're not, like, vying for this? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> you should want everyone to be the best. And it really makes me think about, not to bring up WWE because, uh, but uh, when Undisputed Era had all the gold mm-hmm. and people were like, they're going to be on the main roster. Like, they're going to be the next big stars. Like, we could do that in AW. Like every all the pieces are there to, you know, take the tag division and the women's division and, you know, the men's division and really make it into something big. But the issue is we have to there's it's the and I don't want to keep coming back to it, but it is the elite show. And this ladder match just speaks volumes about where we currently are with AW's booking. And, you know, I don't hate all of it. I love Jade in the women's division. I love um, FTR. You know, of course, I'll always love FTR. I mean, and I love Black Cool Combat like Club. things about a company, but still be critical about other aspects of it. Yeah, and I definitely think because the Young Bucks, when they started AW, they said tag team wrestling is going to be a focus, whatever they said. Uh, I don't see that now. And I think a lot of people don't see that now. And I... When Kenny Omega comes back, I have no doubt that this story is going to take off and it's going to do whatever it's meant to do. But he's not here. And, like, everything else is suffering because we're just waiting for Kenny Omega for trios belts or, you know, his feud with Adam Cole or whatever they're going to do. And that trios belts, that's another thing. The pieces are there. Where are the belts? Why do we need Tony is holding them for Kenny. Like... Why are we waiting for Kenny Omega when there's no timeline for when he's going to be back? He's still hurt. He's getting, like, infections. He's just going to come back and then automatically, like, oh, yep, we're going to give you guys the titles. Like, yeah, it's another... Yeah, it's another example of a foregone conclusion that, you know, people are just waiting for something to happen. And I I would like Kenny and the Young Bucks to be, you know, trios champs. But also, like, we have Dark Order. Who is no, who's, you know, a fan favorite has never won anything. We have House of Black. We have Death Triangle. We have all these teams, and they're all just sitting there waiting for Kenny Omega. And that's the real problem here. And before anyone called me a hater, I have a Kenny Omega tattoo. So, like, I'm his number one fan. Oh, yeah. But, like, even I see that this is a big issue with AW's booking. So, we've... We've definitely, we've said a lot about AW. Maybe we need to do an AW special episode. Um, where we tag do- division? We could talk about that all day. We really could. We really could. It would be like a three-hour episode. No one would watch it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, I know at least one person who would. But <laughs> anyway, Haley, do you have any closing thoughts about AW or GTW or tag team wrestling in general? Listen, I just... I'm just really glad that we finally decided to do this because we both do love tag team wrestling so much. And I hope that 
you know, however many people end up watching this, I hope that, you know, you take something away from it. And I hope that you guys enjoy this new concept. We have so many great ideas about what we want to do with this. Um, we were literally planning stuff right before we started filming. Yes. Um, so hopefully that stuff happens. We'll see. Um, but yeah, definitely just excited to be on this journey with you. For sure. Yeah, we're both so excited to do the show. Like I said earlier, we've been talking about it forever. And really since we became friends, which is almost yes. been a year. <laughs> Yes, we, we wanted to do this show so badly, but it never felt like the right time. And I feel like it's finally the right time. And we have so many plans for this show. Um, and if you have any ideas for the show, anything you'd like to see or, you know, a match you'd like us to talk about or a tag team you'd like us to talk about, just please send it to us on Twitter. Um, we want this to be, so this is our passion project and we want you to share in that with us. Uh I'm just so excited, and Haley is my best friend, and I'm so excited to do this show. And I'm so excited to really give Tag Team Wrestling a spot in the podcasting world, um, what I feel is the platform it deserves. So that being said, if if I was overly critical this episode, please know that I am sorry. I do love Tag Team Wrestling, and I want it to succeed, and that's why I'm going to be rude about it. Yes. So, Haley, do you want to plug your things? What are you doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you can catch us here on Fightful Overbooked at 5 p.m. every Sunday um, for Tag Talk. Uh, you can check my check me out on Twitter. I know it's on the screen, our little fancy design. Right there, there, underneath me. Oh, yeah, over there. Um, but you can see all the work that I got going on over there. Yes. Well, you can also follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. Um, I also do, you know, I live tweet some shows. I do all sorts of things. You can see me on this show every Sunday at five on Fightful Overbook, every Monday at three on the Code of Honor podcast on the Body Slam uh, YouTube channel. Uh, you can find that at Body Slam Net on Twitter, at Code of Honor Cast on Twitter. Uh, follow you can follow body slam on all socials and see more about it there but that's me and my co-host kyle sparks we're talking everything ring of honor including tag team wrestling best Um, podcast going right now other than this best podcast going everybody should listen to it i love both of them so much i'm not just saying that because they're like close friends to me i genuinely love their podcast and i think everybody should listen so please go give them their flowers thank you I, di- I didn't even have to pay her to give that endorsement. No, I, I like, I'm genuinely <laughs> being serious. Like, <laughs> uh, but we talk everything Ring of Honor. Um, we started the podcast before Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, and now, now we're in the AEW Ring of Honor multiverse. So you can see us talk about matches, um, talk about uh, some Ring of Honor history. Kyle is a great historian; he talks about that. Everything at Code of Honor Cast on Twitter. Um, subscribe to Fightful Overbooked, like this video, comment, engage with us. We want you to share in our passion project with us because tag team wrestling is special. So anything else, Haley? Any final thoughts? No, I'm just so excited for this to come out. <laughs> I was I was so I have to tell you all of you watching, I was so excited for this show. I'm texting Haley. I'm in the bathroom doing my makeup and I'm like shaking. I'm like, finally, our tag team show. <laughs> 
Uh, well, we'll see you guys every week. I promise. We'll talk about matches. We'll talk about history. We'll do. We'll talk everything tag team wrestling. So please get on board. Join us on this journey. You won't be disappointed. See you next week. <laughs>